so one thing I need to tell you is that yes. uh, sometimes Frankie gives gifts to our neighbor in our apartment building. Okay. And um, every single time we do that, she gives us gifts back that are like okay. way too awesome. So we just got her a thing of like yarn from Michael's because we were there and she like okay. crochets and shit. And what we got back was like 24 um, butter tarts, like a Whoa. like a five pound carrot cake and <laughs> like 12 apple turnovers <laughs> what? and like 12 cinnamon buns. Jesus. For a thing of that yarn. Is, yeah, a massive overspend on her part. You really won this trip. <laughs> well, that's what we were going for, right? This, yeah. this is bartering. This is uh, that's right. This is how we tear down the system. <laughs> old ladies gifting us sweets. Oh, okay. She's an old... Yeah, that makes sense. Oh, yeah. She's, yeah. She's like 84. Wow. Did you know that between May 2019 and May 2020, box office revenue in the U.S. and Canada dropped by a whopping 99.8%? <laughs> oh, jeez. Who could have saw that coming? awesome. <laughs> I'm reading the CBC Kids article about movies coming out this summer because it said movies are back in a major way. Oh, shit. So you know what, you know what movie's coming out, though? Which one? Uh, they're doing a 40th anniversary rescreening of The Evil Dead. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. That is not on this list. Wait, why not? I'm not <laughs> I am not able to vote on uh the re-release of Evil Dead Damn it. for which movie I want to see. Uh <laughs> what, what is on the list? I haven't even uh like I have no idea what's coming out in movies. I messaged Frankie earlier today saying that I really want to go to a movie theater soon, but like Yes, same. no idea what the fuck is coming out. Well, chance and to the listeners at home, in case this makes it into the episode, let me tell you about. Uh, and this is a CBC News article, so it's Canadian content, so we can have it on the air. Uh, four hot movies coming to theaters this summer: Space Jam, A New Legacy, no. and they describe it as a cult classic film that is getting a second time on the court. You know, don't know if a children's <laughs> movie gets considered as a cult classic. Yeah, you know, the wildly successful $100 million box office children's movie cult classic starring the most famous athlete in the world. Yeah, I don't think anything Disney puts their name on can be even considered a cult classic. Yeah, it's an underground Wait, studio. You may or may not have heard of it. Is Looney Tunes Disney? Uh, I think every it's Warner Brothers, but I think everything's right. owned by Disney now. So You know what? I, I got the Space Jam. Okay, this sucked. I went to McDonald's to get ice cream, right? Because I'm like an ice yes. cream addict. And um, I was like, yo, they got like this LeBron James Space Jam McFlurry. That's sweet. Ooh, and it's like it's good. got like cookie dough in it. Right. And I was like, oh, OK, cool. So I go up to the window and I'm like, can I have the cookie dough McFlurry? And they were like, the what? And I was like, <laughs> can I have the McFlurry with the cookie stuff in it? And they were like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> and I was like, can I have the Space Jam McFlurry? And they were like, oh, yeah, of course you can. You got domed by the uh, <laughs> McDonald's takeout window girl. That's awesome. It sucked. <laughs> uh, movie number two, Fast 9, which everyone should go see. I imagine it's wonderful. But I like the description because I don't know if this is actually true or not. The film sees Vin Diesel return as the lead to assemble a crew of drivers to help stop the evil plot of the highest performance driver they've ever encountered. Is that the plot? I think so. I saw like... <laughs> 
clips of the movie where like the ground is falling apart like vin diesel's yeah. essentially a superhuman well in the last one they fought a submarine in the arctic i so that's why this sounds like a staggering de-escalation do people like these yeah they're honestly kind of awesome because they're so stupid oh, okay uh i'm gonna save this third one for last because it has an excellent final little line to it uh chance we can go see shang chi in the legend of the ten rings the, le- uh, the legend of what the the Ten Rings. I I have no idea what this is. Uh, it's the guy from Kim's Convenience. He's uh, <laughs> I think he's like friends with Doctor Strange or something. I don't know. <laughs> oh. And then the other Marvel movie, the one that's been making the rounds on social media, it's Black Widow, baby. Uh, yeah, what's up with that? I I don't think I've seen anything about this. Everybody was making fun of it because it was supposed to be released last year, so they had an extra year to work on the movie, and then the clip that people were uploading is, like, incredibly terrible CGI (laughs) and an awful performance from Florence Pugh. So it's like, great. Uh, Now, in a new concept called a, quote, hybrid release, the film will be available for viewing both in theaters and on Disney Plus as of July 9th. Uh But here's the kicker. Disney Plus subscribers must pay an additional $30 fee on top of their regular subscription to stream the film at home. What? That's insane. You have to pay $30 plus whatever you're paying for Disney Plus to uh, watch the surely stunning Black Widow. What they should have done is not made it Disney Plus exclusive then. And just like a separate website that you spend 30 bucks and you get to stream it. Uh, what they should have done is uh, they should have sucked the, the sperm that carried Walt Disney out of his father's nutsack and spit it on the ground. Well, it's still there. Wait, no. <laughs> I don't think his dad is cryogenically frozen. That'd be awesome. What if he his, his father's been dead for a thousand years? He's like, yeah, throw him in. Why not? <laughs> we got the fridge base for him. It's like, We're a happy cryo family. You know, I can get your class. You can get your class on the same page, Chance. You can add this to Google Classroom. Uh, I'm going to rate this article as a love it. <laughs> and I'm going to close the window. And then I think we'll uh, we'll do our five seconds of silence. <laughs> Wait, be- before we do that, did I ever tell you that I thought uh, there was a point in time where I thought Disney was trying to heat up the earth in, what? in order to find Atlantis? Did I ever tell you? Oh, no, that is excellent. Though. Okay, so... So, like, Atlantis historians and, like, Hitler (laughs) really thought, like, the Arctic had a passageway to the center of the Earth, right? That was covered by ice. And my explanation is that Disney really liked capitalism, um, and he was a white supremacist, so we wanted to be frozen so that when they thawed him, the earth would be warmer because of capitalism and he would finally <laughs> so be able to go to Atlantis. Uh, I wouldn't, you know what? That's not unrealistic. It almost sounds like, like a bit, but I, I promise you, I truly believed this at one point in my life. I believe it now. <laughs> it's going to happen. He's going to outlive the planet somehow. Yeah. 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 They were just trying to find Atlantis. So they had to, uh, instill, uh fossil fuel production and shit that's how you heat up the world that sounds like a plot he would accuse the jews of that's all i'm saying (laughs) i think it's funny that my brain directed it at walt disney though yeah like i didn't get caught up in like everyone else's theories about like yeah who controls the media it's like no no it was disney himself 
Yeah, you're anti anti Semite. <laughs> yeah, well, we have an anti anti Semitism problem on the left. <laughs> All these anti Semites coming around. Yeah, no, that was that was a little bit of insight to how my brain worked when I was 16. Wow, that is tremendous. Uh, <laughs> Thanks, dude. everyone and welcome back to the late late capitalism show after a short one week hiatus it is as always your pal jesse and before i throw it over to my pal chance uh swearing warning swearing warning there's going to be swearing on this show if you are from whatever the canadian version of the fcc is you cannot get mad at me now when i tell you to suck the shit out of my ass <laughs> chance what's up buddy uh not much <laughs> i like that I, I, honestly um Really got me going how you talk to the FCC there or whatever. What the, is the Canadian? Yeah. You, do you want to tell them to do anything? I, I don't think I legally can. Yeah, that's probably fair. <laughs> yeah, you're on thin ice here, pal. I'll just keep saying, I'll just keep referring to them as the Canadian FCC, though. That way I don't yeah. get in trouble. I'm not incriminating myself here. I genuinely don't know what they're called. You know what? Speaking of people in thin ice, or in this case, hot water, we're going to talk a little bit about the wife of Mr. Wonderful. Kevin O'Leary. So his his boo, Linda O'Leary. We've, I think, talked about this in passing on the show before, but she is currently on trial for essentially vehicular manslaughter because she drove a boat allegedly drunk and killed two people. Yeah, I think last week or, or last episode, I called her, I called him Dennis O'Leary. <laughs> that's awesome I, I just thought I'm an asshole I just thought it was Dennis O'Leary um, <laughs> It's not even Dennis O'Leary Isn't it just it's Dennis just Leary? Dennis Leary, yeah <laughs> I just kind of threw them both together That would be so much better Like I could see Dennis Leary <laughs> driving a boat drunk But I don't know if I could see Linda O'Leary Driving a boat drunk That's Didn't she? It doesn't seem like something I mean she definitely did <laughs> But it doesn't seem like something she would do You know like rich people i feel like have people to drive vehicles for them so drunk it's, it's surprising they're also drunk yeah their chauffeurs are drunk yeah. that's that's known as the uh, the merchant's privilege <laughs> you can hire someone to drive drunk for you yeah. it really takes all the all the joy out of the activity though yeah oh yeah definitely it's it's way more fun to to you don't even have to get drunk you just put on drunk goggles and, and go to town no it's like the truest sign that late capitalism has atomized and alienated us all is that people hi- you can hire people to drunk drive for you now. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. I miss the good old days where you had to do it yourself. That's right. So, <laughs> Linda O'Leary, things are not looking good for her, considering the police said at the time that she was, quote, hesitant to do any kind of breathalyzer test. Ooh, which yeah, that's never a good sign. Is not a good sign, especially when... <laughs> You are responsible, at least in some way, shape, or form, for killing two other people. Yeah, and if, it's like if someone's dead around you, and they ask you to breathalyze. I feel like that's the one time where you have to like 
kind of put your rights aside and be like, maybe I should just like, you know, prove that I'm not drunk. Yeah. No, she was uh, she was basically in the alert or like the orange zone in the terrorism slash uh, DUI colors coded scheme thing. Right. <laughs> but it's like it's that's not, not going to go well for her. Like at the bare minimum, Linda O'Leary and her husband, Dennis O'Leary, uh, they are going to get sued for <laughs> millions of dollars in like civic court. Kev- but, Kevin uh, O'Leary. Yeah, I know. Oh, OK. <laughs> now you're messing me up. <laughs> I just like to imagine Dennis O'Leary. It's funny to me. <laughs> so at the very least, they're going to lose millions of dollars. But I think we can all, you know, once again, our belief on this show is that prison shouldn't exist except for rich people. Yeah. So yeah, we yeah. are hoping that she does end up in there. It's the closest we can get to any kind of gulag. Yeah, white collar and, and, uh, and white people crimes don't count when it comes yeah. to prison <laughs> abolition. That's right. <laughs> this is the official anti-white person action podcast. <laughs> yes, that's what we do, that's what critical race theory is, right? Yeah, we're critical of the white race. <laughs> and you know what? I've had it coming. It's about damn time. Yeah, really. You know what? They've had it easy for too long. We've had it easy for literally <laughs> the dawn of time. It's I guess not maybe that far, but whenever the first white person popped into existence, which I assume was like, I don't know. According to the Bible, whenever Jesus was born. Nice. Uh, so from that moment onwards. First white, white person crawled out of the Caucasus Mountains like 100 years ago. <laughs> oh, could you imagine? That'd be so cool. I mean, in the grand scheme of things, you're not wrong. Yeah, really. It, it hasn't been too it's, long for them. Um, it's just they crawled out and then immediately got their hands on everything they shouldn't have been allowed to have. The grubby little paws. Like a baby with a fork in a uh, electrical outlet factory. If only. Yeah, that'd actually be kind of sick. <laughs> yeah, that'd be pretty sweet, man. Um, yeah, so she's, what, probably going to jail? No? Def- probably not going to jail. Like, I feel like this is one of those things where she'll get, like, probation and maybe community service. That's insane and be, to me. She'll have to go around as the wife of Kevin O'Leary to get, like, you know, public schools and be like, hey, uh, this is Dare, but instead of a cop talking to you, it's... I don't know, the wife of one of Canada's most odious men. For some reason, uh, I, I imagined her as like, you know when they bring the Holocaust survivor? <laughs> oh. Uh, did, did they do that at your school? Yeah, I think so. We didn't have a Holocaust survivor come to my school. Oh, I just imagine it's her, though. Like, she's like, I was persecuted by the media. Right. Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. I don't like where this is going. <laughs> She, I mean, yes, she certainly will hopefully be persecuted by more than the media. We can certainly hope that much. Yeah, Uh, was the other person, who was the other person? Just some, like, it was literally just two people, like two tourists, one from Florida and one from Uxbridge. Yeah, Kevin O'Leary and, like, their child were in the boat with them as well. Jesus Christ. When she, when she crashed into and killed these, it's like the opening scene of Sleepaway Camp. Oh, yeah, but, yeah, like, yeah. Yep. <laughs> Linda O'Leary is, you know, that would be cool. the father. Oh. Oh, okay. No, I guess, she, It'd be- well, the relationship between the two of them is never explained, but Linda O'Leary is the gay guy who drives the boat and kills the father, I guess. I was just thinking... Like, just further on in Sleepaway Camp, except it's uh, Kevin O'Leary, and he takes off his pants at the end to reveal his <laughs> massive hoo-ha. And he's doing the scream. Yeah, he's and doing the, uh, the Sleepaway the Camp scream face. in the air. 
He's carrying Jim Treliving's head in his hands. Yeah. Kevin, want to go invest with me at the beach? <laughs> oh, that's a movie I got to rewatch. Uh, Sleepaway Camp is as good as you remember. No, in fact, yeah. if anything, it's even funnier because the child actors in that just clearly did not give a shit in the best way. Yeah, yeah. Folks, you really do need to watch Sleepaway Camp. It is an all-time... It's basically every good part of the teenage slasher genre in one movie. They just, like, stole all the good parts and made a great movie. And trans rights activism. Uh, <laughs> I don't know about that. Uh, it's, it's, it's got the... Yeah, it's a queer icon film. It is a movie that definitely does have a lot of queer symbolism and importance, but I don't know if I would say it is a particularly pro-trans movie. No, yeah, maybe not. It'd be like that part it, didn't hold. It'd up. be like saying that um, Silence of the Lambs is like a pl- pro queer film. Yeah, <laughs> it's like there is a character in it, <laughs> but they are not the hero. It is representation. Yes. <laughs> They just also happen uh, to be, you know, a murderer. Yeah. Uh, the one other thing I was going to mention is uh, obviously the province is moving into phase three on Friday. That's yeah. a big announcement. That's big. Which I don't know how to feel about it. We've both gotten our full vaccinations now. So, I mean, we're good to go. But whether or not this is successful is going to be very interesting to see. Did you know, I, the, I, I looked at my email, I'm sorry to interrupt, but I looked at my email, oh, go ahead. and I got my full vax, like, April 1st. Holy shit. Yeah, it's been a long time. I got mine last Wednesday, so I've still got another week or so before I'm, you know, fully, fully. I was going to uh, say, when we when we talked about it before, I was in, like, the 1% yeah. that was fully vaxxed. <laughs> well, you're still in the 1%. As a podcaster, uh, we bring in... To $3 million a week on this show. Yeah, around that. Yeah, so easily. Now you're finally in the other 1%, the one that matters, or at least you were. But as we are getting the vaccination rates going up, speaking of 1%, of the outbreak of like new cases, I think the numbers have been like most of the people that are getting COVID are the ones that aren't fully vaccinated. Yeah. And the, vaccine, the, like, the illness rate amongst the fully vaccinated is 1.2%, which is promising and definitely good to see. Uh, still kind of interesting that you're getting people with that, but that's just the nature of vaccinations and uh, but they just have like epidemiology. They just have COVID, right? Yeah, they're not sick with it. They're just carrying it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That's less concerning. And, yeah, pretty much. So Jason Kenney, the much beloved <laughs> premier of Alberta, everyone's favorite boy, has made it clear that he is not going to be introducing mandatory vaccine passports, something that even... Quebec and Manitoba said they would support. Mm -hmm. So adding on to this, he's also essentially removed uh, a piece of legislature from the Public Health Act that used to make like inoculations for uh, illnesses mandatory. He's like, yeah, we've taken we've gotten rid of that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You don't have to get vaccines for anything anymore. Yeah, For literally anything. Yeah, like polio, rickets, uh, bovine malaria, <laughs> feline herpes, uh, cricket-borne diarrhea, right. nothing. Yeah. You can live your life. Free. And for you to, like, for Quebec to introduce that and you not to do that, that is pretty shocking to me. Yeah. Um, you know what they say about Alberta, though. Live free or die. 
Yeah. Live free and die in Alberta with no masks, no inoculations. But you know what? The Calgary Stampede is here, folks. And there's a picture of Jason Kenny flipping a big pancake at it. Oh, my God. Is the Calgary Stampede happening right now? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It runs until the 18th. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. So another thing I've seen pop up a lot in like weird, not even weird. It's becoming like mainstream conservative discourse is that ontario is the most locked down place in the world right now (laughs) have you seen this yes i have and i my reaction is the same as it was 10 seconds ago where i just laugh and go all right man yeah you like i don't know about mo i don't know maybe but like (laughs) like i can go to a patio I mean, like, people are going to restaurants and hanging out with friends and stuff like that. It's also just not true. Like, Manitoba has way more restrictions in place because they had a massive COVID spike. It's like, yeah, Manitoba just moved into phase two, like, the other day. But it makes me wonder if the conservatives are now going to turn on Doug Ford. Oh, absolutely. Like, they, they've slowly been doing that this whole entire time because you can't yeah, you can't true. please that crowd unless you're like, he's too dumb to please them. And he doesn't have the charisma of, say, a Donald Trump. Like, he doesn't have the built-in fan base. It's like they couldn't turn on Trump because Trump is now, like, the bedrock of the Republican Party. But Doug Ford never took to the public the way Donald Trump did. Like, the whole Ford Nation thing doesn't exist anymore. Ford Nation (laughs) is dead. It is his Twitter handle. Yeah, and it it doesn't matter. Nobody likes Doug Ford anymore. Even his most diehard supporters are like, this guy's a mask cuck. He's a vaccine cuck. (laughs) Like, they're cutting their losses. That's awesome. Now, Rob Ford Uh may have been able to weather this storm. Yeah, probably. People stuck with him after a video of him literally smoking crack was made public. Yeah, people just thought that was really cool. And you know what? They are right. It it was pretty (laughs) cool. It it is pretty cool. But it's like, Doug does not have that charisma. Like, he's not a charismatic guy. Yeah. No, I mean, at all. Yeah. No, he, I don't know. And then he goes on his spiels and stuff like that. And, like, the fucking things that he keeps saying. And, like, the fact that, like, conservatives are able to meme about, like, the <laughs> everything's on the table. And, like, him talking about Arthur and getting advice from him and stuff like that. Right. Is, uh really telling that they've kind of lost all hope in the guy yeah rats from a sinking ship yeah. like he went from being oh it's a sure thing he's going to win re-election to like oh his party might just cut his legs out but then the question is who are you going to put to replace him yeah because that's also the other thing there really isn't anybody in ontario right now that's going to have like a popular political mandate burn yeah there's no yeah that's true <laughs> That's Chris federal, Sky. thank you very much. Well, Chris Guy is the new political kingmaker. Rob and Carbone. since his falling out, well, no, his falling out with Rob Carbone has meant that Carbone has disappeared. Speaking of the He's boys, um, remember Kevin Johnson of the Racist Coffee Company? Yes, how could I forget? He pleaded guilty today. <laughs> to, oh my God. Remember uh, when we did that video, or when we did an episode, like a recap episode, he went to like Loblaws. And started freaking yes, out, yes, yes, yes. calling for citizens' arrest. He pleaded guilty today for that. Um, <laughs> it's like, if his coffee wasn't so racist, I'd think that's awesome. But he's <laughs> past the point of like even an ironic support. Like, oh yeah, his coffee is too racist for me to even meme on. It's oh, sp- insane. Speaking of which, I'm gonna actually go 
and uh, we're gonna pivot to another. Oh, do I not have it up anymore? Oh, I'm sorry. It's okay. I have one final thing. There's pictures in the CBC article of Jason Kenny and Tyler Shandro, who's the public health officer, and it says wanted. Jason Kenny, Tyler Shandro for crimes against humanity. Wait, what's this? www.unifythepeople.ca, which I'm going to go to right now. Oh my God, what is this in? A CBC article. They're talking about the controversial premier of Alberta. Unifythepeople.ca. <laughs> oh, this website's taken a long time to load. That makes me very concerned. No, that that means it's extra secure. I have pulled the cord on going to Unifythepeople.ca. <laughs> So I do not get my computer destroyed. So we've been talking about Alberta, and I brought up Kevin Johnston, who wanted to be the mayor of Calgary. But yes. there was another really cool mayor of Calgary named Larry R. Heather. Have you ever heard of Larry Heather? No, but I'm terrified and excited. <laughs> do you do you want to hear about Larry Heather real quick? Absolutely. Okay, so. <clears throat> This is just his Wikipedia page. I was having so much fun with this, and I don't feel bad just reading from it, because um, I feel like unless you're... Probably if you're from Calgary, you probably heard about him. He's pretty notorious. But uh, I feel like a lot of people listening might not have actually heard about him. So, again, I don't feel bad just reading straight from the Wikipedia page. Um, Under political career, Heather is best known as an anti-abortion activist. He was briefly oh. detained in 1985 for throwing ketchup on abortion activist Henry Morgan Taylor oh, yeah, upon the, the latter's doctor. arrival in Calgary on a fundraising tour. You know that name? Yeah, Henry Morgan Taylor was a doctor who would provide abortions from his home in Montreal, like safe, medically conducted abortions. Yeah, his, uh, his picture on Wikipedia is just him and Jack Layton chilling. Yeah, no, Morgan Taylor's awesome. Cool. Like, I maybe shouldn't say that. I don't know the full, full story, but... What he was able to do and what he stood for, especially at the time, was quite courageous and very much against the mainstream and the norm. Mm. So I think he's admirable. Yeah, so so Larry Heather threw ketchup on him. And then he later Great. protested against funding for the Calgary Birth Control Association in 1988 on the grounds that the organization provided abortion counseling. A few months after the Supreme Court of Canada struck down the nation's abortion law, he was quoted as saying, a woman's womb is the most dangerous place to live in Canada. <laughs> okay. During a debate over a Calgary abortion clinic in 1991, he described Morgenthaler as a mass murderer who has murdered thousands mm -hmm. of unborn babies. Sure. He has also been active in other socially conservative causes. During the 1989 municipal campaign, he described a local gay bar as a major public health threat and claimed that condoms in washroom coin machines would result in a flood of promiscuity. In 2005, he criticized, he criticized conservative party leader Stephen Harper for supporting civil union rights for homosexual couples. This sounds like a real winner, this guy. Yeah, he's a member of the Social Credit Party of Alberta. Oh, the SCP. Yes. The containment unit. <laughs> yes. New SCP just dropped. Now, Larry Heather, now, number 69. Do you want to know? Do you want to know? what his voter turnout was for oh, I'd love to. the 2021 municipal mayoral election for Calgary? Uh, 100%. He got 100% of the vote. 0.2%. Oh. <laughs> How? That's like two people. Before that, well, yeah. 
in the 2017 provincial by-election, he got 22 votes. <laughs> and okay. in the 2019 federal election, he got 185. He's been in last place, except for about four times, since 1984. <laughs> and he just... This guy loves losing. He just keeps doing it. <laughs> so, uh, what do you have to say to Larry Heather? Honestly, I do like that he's in it for the game. He's clearly not in it for any reason other than to be a piece of shit and just to annoy people because he's never going to win. Well, uh, he also... It, you could say he's just in it for the game, but he also runs the Christian Heritage Party of Canada. Well, yeah, but that's a big party for guys named Christian. They need someone to celebrate them. He was also, <laughs> he was also a member of the Creation Science Association of Alberta. Oh, cool. He created science. Why are we bad him? That's awesome. You're right. You've won me over. Yeah. Oh, he, he also Larry, believes planting trees in Lebanon will make it so Jesus will come back. Well, can you prove otherwise? God damn it. <laughs> That's what I thought. Uh, Larry, the movie Heathers or whatever, uh, you sound like a real piece of shit. But you know what? I uh, No, you're just a real piece of shit. That's really all I've got to say. He's a, an accredited playwright for writing Messianic Hanukkah Musical Tree of Light. Is that the full title that's or the is name that of just the, what it is? That's the name of the play. Messianic Hanukkah Tree of Light. Messianic Hanukkah Musical Tree of Light. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm going to check that out. That sounds uh, Messianic Musical and Tree. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, so he's cool. Um, he also hates Jason Kennedy. Kenny. So talking about Jason Kenny because Jason Kenny okay. beat him like three different times in elections. So see, that's the lamest reason to hate Jason Kenny. You have so many other options. <laughs> Even just the way he looks is more noble than hating him because you can't beat him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The boy uh, gathers a crowd. I don't know yeah, why. <laughs> Everybody there votes for him. He has 22 people in that crowd every time. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> so um, the other topic I wanted to talk about today, unless you have something else, Jesse. No, let's go. All right. We're going to talk about dun, 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 churches getting burned down to the ground. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, a lot of lightning storms recently. Yeah, it's really odd. Um, yeah, we should take better care of the planet, right? That would that would definitely fix that problem. You're so, right? you're yeah. so right, Jesse. Um, so I was listen, looking into like church arson as a movement, and it's very funny because literally the whole history of it is like right wing, like right. Nazism. Tar yeah, targeting you know black churches, yep. uh, non Christian, non Catholic mm -hmm. places of worship. Yeah, that. Makes a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Until now, yeah. we're qu we're queering church burning. <laughs> queer quote queer coding church arson. Um, That'd be pretty sick. So yeah, so throughout history, like Jesse was saying, it, a lot of church arson targeted, especially in the U.S., targeted black churches. Um, the reason for that is pretty self-explanatory, and. It was really, really sad. And even of all people, Bill Clinton put a bill forward in 1996 or 91. I think I'm getting the dates confused, but probably probably 96. OK, in 96 um, called like the church arson 
commission to stop it committee. <laughs> that makes sense, yeah. And it sounds like a Bill Clinton thing. Yeah, yeah. And um because it was getting bad, but this has happened like contemporary church arson or church arson as we know it has been happening since like the 40s. Um and you know, before that historically Obviously, church arson usually had to do with the type of, like, scorched earth stuff and, like, Mm -hmm. just, like, colonizing in general uh, or warfare. Whereas, like, what we're talking about is specific attacks on churches, in particular to get, like, a message across rather than, like, an attack on a community. Or, uh, how should I word that? It's Instead of it being, like, an affect of war or faction-based violence it is more of uh an act of fear towards specific members of communities is what i'm trying to say so um and that's relatively modern um obviously it has happened before in history but it is more so uh notable now um the other other than the torching of black churches in the U.S. is the infamous uh, Norwegian descent uh, upon churches <laughs> um, with uh, Varg Vikrans of Burza. Oh, yes. Okay. <laughs> you know about this? I mean, I know about the modern day Varg and his Thulean perspective. I like his top tens. Yeah, he does like I didn't. Re- he does like top ten reasons why like white people's brains are larger than black people, and he does it in like the back of a pickup truck. I didn't know there was another Varg. I just assumed that was that guy's name. That makes way more sense, though. No, yeah, that's the same Varg. Is it? Yeah. What? Yeah, the modern day Varg is the '90s Varg. The wow. You in Norway? Yeah. You can only go to jail for a maximum of twenty one years. <laughs> so oh my. So God. he got out in two thousand nine. And he's just posting mostly. Now, huh? <laughs> yes. Yep. Yep. That is an interesting. That guy sold out. It's like every activist, you know, <laughs> right and left. You sell out, man. He used to mean something, Varg. So he, um, like the, the the history behind that is is pretty interesting. But essentially, he went to jail because he was found guilty of murder, arson, and possession of illegal weapons, including explosives. But cool. again, in Norway, you only get twenty one years. So he got out in two thousand nine. Um, before that, there was a church that burned down that was erected in 1883 and in Norway. And then Varg went on TV and was like, well, actually he was interviewed in his apartment where there was Nazi paraphernalia, weapons and satanic symbols everywhere. And Varg started saying, no, it's actually dope that this church burned down, even though the church originally burning down was attributed to a lightning strike. Right. And after that, it became more people in the black metal community started actively burning churches down. Um, And he kept egging it on and even used one of the churches that was burned down as the cover of one of his albums, uh, aptly named Ashes in Norwegian. And that kind of changed the symbolism of church burning. Right. Into more into away from like trying to terrorize black communities and more so as an attack on Christianity. 
Um, oh. Obviously, Varg is a white supremacist and a Nazi asshole. But a lot of the sentiments of anti-Christian thought um, kind of prospered from that. Uh, the extreme symbolism of a church burning. And so it kind of gained sympathy (laughs) from a lot of people, even if what was going on was in the name of white supremacy. Still, um, the idea that it was specifically an attack on just churches in general became almost, uh, almost like noble in a sense, because in Norway, Christianity is seen as like the colonizers, right? And yeah. it is seen as like the oppressive group. Um, Only in Norway, right? Though it's not seen like that anywhere else, right? Literally nowhere else in the world. It's an yeah, anomaly. It's like a vacuum. Good. Oh, thank God. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, over time there has been lots of incidences of church burnings in Canada specifically. Most of the time it is either because someone's being an edge lord. Right. Someone likes black metal or whatever. Um, right. Trying to be like this anti-Christian sentiment. Somebody likes black pink. Yeah. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. <laughs> yeah. And uh, or it's just because they're an easy target um, because of the fact that there's a lot of vacant ones that go vacant for a very long time. So it's not like there's anyone near it. There's not like there's security or anything. And it's not like anyone it's, lives there. It's just an easy target. It's a victimless. Yeah. Victimless crime. Yeah. And it makes people talk about it. Right. Like punching someone in the dark. <laughs> yes. <laughs> exactly. Um, but with the recent um, news, I guess, in the last month or so, that has been completely inescapable as a Canadian, um, I feel like. In general, in the world, it's inescapable, but in particular, as like an indigenous person, you can't run away from the news of, you know, the graves that they've been finding and the unmarked graves or the desecrated graves that they've been finding yeah. as at residential schools. There's a lot of anti-Christian sentiment going around, especially against bigger religious institutions such as Catholicism. And so now I think we're up to seven churches have burned in Canada. Yeah, that sounds about right. And um, and the reason why the number is important is because even though it's only been seven, and I say only not because it's so few, but just because by the amount of media that has been surrounding these instances, you would think thousands of churches have fucking burned in Canada. Like you would, ass- yeah, no. you would assume like every church has gone down. It's been raised. It's really perverse that the burning churches has gotten almost as much media attention, if not more, because it's a more it's like a lasting story than the discovery of these mass burial sites. You know what Ezra Levant had to say about it? Oh, I'm sure something tasteful and witty. So Ezra of Rebel News, of course, said that yeah. this is the Canadian version of Kristallnacht. <laughs> okay. Thank you, Ezra. You can go back to whatever hole you came out of. We've got it, man. Ezra Levant is personally responsible both for stoking anti-Semitism and being the target of stoked anti-Semitism. Yeah, it's so weird. That guy does so much damage to my family. We got to get him out of here, man. It's brutal. Ezra, stop, please. We were getting anti-Semitism under control. Yeah, so I found this quote on a... Uh, like a Catholic blog spot website 
um, oh, called God. Jonah in the Heart of Nineveh, which I think is some Catholic bullshit. And um, essentially, as it says, as the fires continue to burn in Canada, one right-leaning journalist is likening the rash of church arsons to the early signs of the systemic persecution of Jewish people in the lead-up to Nazi Germany. <laughs> and it goes on to say, I'm reluctant to use the word crystal knocked. We're not there yet. That was the night of the broken glass in pre-Holocaust Germany, where they smashed and burned and killed Jewish synagogues. It was a precursor like, to the Holocaust. Does it really say they killed Jewish synagogues? Yeah. Oh my god. Obviously... We are not that far gone yet. But what do you call it when literally dozens of churches are being systemically vandalized, torched, etc.? Not using that word right, for one. <laughs> it is not literally dozens of them. It is seven. Well, seven have been torched, yes. I feel like uh, the vandalism has been happening a little bit, but like seven have that. been torched. Yeah. And only six it, went down. Extremely insane. Uh also, remind me again, uh, which religious section what sector was it that was persecuting the Jews in Germany? <laughs> Sorry, my memory's a little hazy. Was it the Christian fundamentalist one? Yeah, huh? Very funny that this is what they're uh, what this is what they're going with. Great job, guys. Thank you. It's, it's just like crystal knocked. Yeah, it's just like the thing we did. <laughs> Damn, this thing I, hate, I, hate, <laughs> I hate reaping. I fucking love sowing, though. <laughs> yeah, so that was the, um, again, that was from a, like a Catholic blog spot that I found. Um, after that, we have another article from CTV mm -hmm. called Not in Solidarity With Us. Indigenous Leaders Call for Church Arsons to Stop. This is by Solarina Ho of CTV News. <laughs> Yeah, don't laugh at her. She seems really young. She's solar. You can't. Oh, man. I got that solarina. Always spitting and parting. Um, residential school survivors and indigenous leaders are calling for unknown arsonists to stop burning down churches after more than a dozen Christian places. Maybe. Oh, places of worship were set on fire and vandalized recently. Okay, so this is what everyone's doing, right? Is they're lumping in the right. vandalized part. Well, it's just as bad. It has not been more than a dozen churches burnt down, as far as I can tell. Maybe I'm wrong. No, I don't think it's been, like, trust me, if, if there were more that had been burnt down, we would have certainly known about it. Yeah, I think I think people are lumping in, like, people putting spray paint on the side of a church saying, like, you buried the children as, yeah, like, me the same, as equivalent to torchings. Yeah, it's like me putting a red handprint on a on the side of this building is literally the Holocaust to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My name is Spiralina Hoare, and I'm 33 years old, and I write on a blog spot. So what I have here is a great quote from someone who obviously represents all indigenous people on this matter. Burning down churches is not in solidarity with us indigenous people. As I said, we do not destroy people's places of worship. Um, that was from Jen Allen Riley an assistant Pentecostal minister at Living Waters Church. Wait a minute here. <laughs> I'm going to let you try that one more time. She's what now? Um, She is an assistant Pentecostal minister at Living Waters uh, Church. Yeah, you know what? I'm sure she speaks for all indigenous people. Yeah, yeah she, say, she says she says that me. burning down churches is not our native way. Yeah, great. Um, <laughs> I mean, 
she's right in the sense that, yeah, you know what? I'm sure that isn't integral to the way you were raised or the way that things were laid out. But that's also a ridiculous statement to make. Almost nothing that happens nowadays is in our human nature, you know? Mm -hmm. Completely absurd. Also, your job is the church. I don't know what Pentecostal is. I assume it's some form of pedophile religion, like most of them. (laughs) But it's like, you should not be the one... You are not an objective, unbiased observer here, lady. No, she's the the most decolonial mind. Yeah, that's right. She has the most anti-racist baby. Decolonial minded. Yeah, she gave her anti-racist baby to the church. Uh Uh-oh, whoops. (laughs) Shouldn't have done that. Yeah, oops. Um... The same article goes on. When I look at the building, it's so sad. That's where we worship the Lord, said Reverend Mabini Dabalos. Okay. Another pastor at a different church. Um, And then Cheryl O'Sullivan, a residential school survivor, said during the press conference, the fires were reminiscent of how indigenous totem poles and ceremonial houses were burned to the ground when European settlers first came. Now, there's one thing I have to say about that. And and Cheryl, I imagine you're a very lovely lady. Yeah. But there's a thing in comedy that we call punching up and punching down. <laughs> and there's a bit of a difference. Punching up is usually seen as a good thing. Yes. It's it it's seen as uh just and and it makes sense because the frustration and the anger is there. Punching down yes. is bad. Yes. Nobody likes punching down. Yeah. I mean, it's literally entire, like, dissertations have been written on the power dynamics in comedy. And, yeah, nail on the head. That being said, I'm not going to be too harsh on this woman, given that she literally survived the most, well, one of the most monstrous parts of Canada's history. Well, that's that's where we get into some of the interesting points. This this article goes on, right? Um some residential school survivors have remained Catholic and now have lost their place of worship and comfort. Mm. Now that's an interesting one to me yeah. to say that we, as a people, first of all, I, I love that they're talking on indigenous people's behalves. Um, yes, of course. <laughs> but as a people are upset that the churches that abused and brainwashed and tormented people and murder are now no longer able to have those indoctrinated people go to them. Yeah. That's a that's a disservice. Like am it's, I wrong here? No, it's such a this is such a difficult one to cover because yeah, like these are the people that live through that abuse mm-hmm. but still manage to find comfort in the religion regardless of it. Yes. So I yeah, which is thing, incredibly I, I, difficult. I can't really I'm not going to go too hard on these people, even though I, I disagree with the central idea they're putting forth. At the same time, you draw comfort from where you draw comfort. And I can under I can actually understand their frustration about, you know, their place of worship being destroyed. But I think sure. you're right that it's completely insane for them to try and speak on behalf of can like the indigenous people in Canada. Mm-hmm. Because your experience as someone who still has fond memories and a connection with the church is surely not the case across the board. In fact, there are many thousands of people where that's the complete and total opposite for obvious reasons. Yeah, you want to hear something uh, that made me mad that I was reading while I was looking into this. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> this is from LifeSite News, right? <laughs> Life site news. Yeah. 
What? Do you want to know what their bag is? Yeah. <laughs> you know, they're they're Christian fundamentalists. What? Yeah, you didn't see you're that. You're saying a lot of stuff. It sounds like you're yanking my chain. <laughs> it sounds like you're jacking off my dick here. I can't believe that. So, so I <laughs> When you said life site, I thought it was going to be like an upworthy style website where they just share like positive news. No. Oh. So, um what I have here is a report was published by LifeSite News that highlights how Cree playwright Thompson Highway. Do you know Thompson Highway? Yes. Okay, our listeners probably know Thompson Highway. As well as the late Inuvik Dene Band or Dean Band Chief C.C. Hodgson McCauley said that attending the school set them up for success later in their adult life. All we hear is the negative stuff. Nobody's interested in the positive. The joy in that school, Thompson Highway said. Oh. That's the whole quote. Oh. Mr. Highway. Oh, man. Tommy. You have some splaining to do. I'm so sorry, man. I read read some of your works in first-year drama, and I thought they were good, but I I don't know, man. You didn't get that much goodwill from me to where I'm not going to say that you're fucked up, homie. Yeah, that's not. And the thing is, is like we've we've talked about this before and there is a time and place for nuanced conversation. But this absolutely this becomes similar to the idea of nuanced conversation when people say black lives matter. Like when people say residential schools are bad, that is not the time for the nuanced conversation that it did some good. Yeah, no, exactly. Because the focus is on the atrocity. Yeah. You know, anyways. So life saying actually oh yeah go ahead you know what I'm not I'm not even sure if it is a bad faith argument solely in this country because people just don't know no yeah it's totally but it it like if you get it from anybody who's even politically or historically engaged or astute though that is a bad faith argument you have fucking worms in your brain and you're just trying to cover over the issue by doing this equivocation both sides bullshit so this website <clears throat> brought that up because this article that it's from. It's trying to cancel a lawyer. <laughs> okay. The lawyer's name is Naomi Sayers. She's, uh, her Twitter handle is KWE Today, so Gwe Today. Right, um, yes. Naomi Sayers says, It's sad what's happening to Harsha Walia. I'm not sure who Harsha Walia is. I'm sorry, everybody. But let me be clear. I would help her burn it all down, and that would light our way forward. And also, I would help defend anyone charged with arson if they actually That's did burn things. Awesome. This website She's... tries to cancel her and was talking oh. about all these people that are like mad at her and like indigenous people being like elders don't want us to do this because they're Christians and and just all these things. <clears throat> right. And I, I got to say, I'm in love with this woman already. And she doubled down. <clears throat> yes. Because people were like, you you must be being sarcastic or you must be doing whatever. Mm-hmm. One second. It's giving me a tough time getting on her page. I really hope it's still there. I mean, either way, she's already earned immense cred from uh, everyone here at the podcast and all seven of our listeners who we will encourage to stan her the best of your ability. <laughs> yeah, Naomi seems sick. So, um, she does. So she, she doubled down. P.S. Burn it all down doesn't literally mean burn it down, but just in case, I can also defend both civil and criminal. <laughs> yes. So burn it all down and decriminalize sex work. Yes. Yes, ma'am. Let's go. 
Yeah, she seems pretty cool. She's going to be our lawyer <laughs> for unrelated reasons. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she seems pretty cool. Guns. Yeah, absolutely. Shout out to her. Um, she was a stripper at one point and is now a oh. a lawyer or a judge or something. I don't know. She seems that's, pretty cool. That's such an interesting path to get there. Genuinely kudos to her because you know she caught shit for that. Just trying to make her way up through whatever law school or channel she went through. So even more credit to her for sticking through it in a deeply misogynist field working in, you know, is is stripping considered part of sex work? I actually genuinely don't know. Oh, I, I would assume so. so. So kudos for her for moving from the field of sex work into a male dominated, deeply misogynistic field and taking all of that maybe not in stride but moving forward and getting to a point where she can now help other people like genuinely that's fantastic mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so yeah check her out at kwe today um mm-hmm. she'll help you out <laughs> if you ever you know run into any issues yeah if you see a lightning strike at a church yeah uh, she's the woman to call yeah give her a ring but anyways uh, the last thing i want to talk to you about is kind of just like our opinions on this And um, maybe go over how it feels to see this happen. Mm -hmm. You can go first. (sighs) I am not someone who has a great deal of religious affinity or affiliation with any chosen denomination. But I can understand the hesitation amongst the general populace and obviously amongst the followers of, you know, the Christian denomination to see these church burnings and see them as inherently negative or wrong even if they were perpetrated by someone i'm sorry you kind of have it coming folks for hundreds of years this church has subjugated millions of people across the world it has assaulted them it has stolen their land it has stolen their livelihood it has taken their lives i'm sorry but a church being burned down is small pittance compared to the actual atrocities committed in the name of the church. And this isn't one of those edgy atheist things. I understand the value of uh, spirituality and faith, especially in forming social bonds and serving as a support system. But I think if you're angry about a church being burned down, you need to be at least 100 to 1 million times angrier at the atrocities that occurred with the protection of the church. Mm-hmm. That's simply all there is to it. I don't give a shit if these churches burn down. I, I really truly don't. The focus should be on trying to make things right, working towards truth and reconciliation, finding the still fucking thousands of bodies that are unaccounted for, most likely through an intentional obfuscation of the church. So I'm sorry, I don't have time to weep over a building when there are still thousands of people that have yet to be discovered mm-hmm. and just so much fucking trauma and misery that's going to have to be mined through to try. I don't even know if you can make things right, but at least try to make things right and try to work towards that reconciliation. So that's where I stand. I don't give a fuck about these burning churches. Yeah. 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 No, I feel that. Um, yeah. The other thing too, is you were talking about like at least try to reconcile. Right. Um, I think it was a report came out saying like nuns made 25 mil in, um, like $25 million in like real estate sales over the last like what? year. What? Yeah. And none of it went towards like 
anything, obviously. <laughs> there was also the scandal, I think it was out in Alberta, I'm not sure, um, where they raised like $3.5 million to keep funding to find these graves at residential schools. And in yeah. the same township that they raised the money, they just ended up building a $2.5 million church. Wow. I'm sure that's a coincidence, though. Oh, yeah. That's a big coincidence. Yeah. The Pobody's nerfed. <laughs> so it's one of those things where I think you are 100% correct in saying, like, who gives a fuck about the church when there's so many bigger things going on? And there's so many things happening around you every day that need to be addressed and need to be worked on that it, it becomes such an insignificant problem overall to weep over someone's a billion dollar corporation. Let's call it what it is. Yeah. Cause that is no, what it exactly. is. A billion dollar corporations, property loss. Yeah. They're going to rebuild them. People. It'd be like getting, I understand religion means religion means more to people, but it'd be like getting upset that, It'd be like crying because someone tore up like the first printed Pikachu oh, on behalf okay. of like the the Nintendo and Game Freak Corporation. <laughs> it's like, guess what, guys? Uh, there's a thing called insurance. <laughs> yeah, they're fine. It's fine. And no matter if it was a freak of nature accident or something intentional, uh, you know they're going to rebuild it. This isn't the same as the Birmingham church bombings, people. Mm -hmm. This isn't the same as Kristallnacht, mm -hmm. where this was an intentional act to not only destroy, but also terrorize and murder. Also, Whatever it doesn't have white supremacy on its side. No. So that, means the church, that means the police are against it. That means they're investigating yeah. these things. That means they're not letting they're it going just to happen and turning a blind eye. No. The government is, isn't doing that either. This is a state sanctioned investigation of these church burnings this is yeah and that never the fucking power happens. exactly so no, again let's... just remember what side you're on and yeah it's not no you know kidding. it's not beyond the right side of history but just just remember where the power lies when you're having these mm -hmm. conversations with people again remember about punching up and punching down um so yeah that's that's one thing and then the other thing is just like I really don't care. I think yeah, I think no. you, you summed that up pretty well, too. Like, I really don't care. <laughs> I think on one hand, uh, the symbolism of fire is incredibly... I find that more important than a church, mm -hmm. to be honest with you. Um, that's just my that opinion, That is a good though. point. But that is a good point. Like, I would, I would keep fire over a church any day. Yeah, fire is sick. Fire is awesome. Uh, you know, if you if you put a marshmallow over fire, the marshmallow melts. It gets delicious. You put a marshmallow over the church. Yeah. Well, now you're just giving a priest a way to attract a young boy. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> One of these is much safer to do around with your family members than the other. Yeah. Yeah. And um, and the other thing is, like, again, I'm, I'm not trying to harp on, like, Christian indigenous people mm -hmm. or, or even other religious indigenous people. But just, again, remember that there is a cognitive dissonance with that, that if you can overcome it and find good things in it, that's great. But for a lot of people, it's incredibly difficult to do. And to expect that of people is also incredibly difficult. And also you have to remember that indoctrination plays a huge role in Christianity when it comes to indigenous people. And 
just make sure that what you're doing is because you want to do it. I'm not saying everyone is obviously like has been indoctrinated into it. I could take no. that hardcore militant atheistic stance. Maybe I would say that personally, but I don't think that's the truth. Yeah, fair. Um, but just remember that it, as long as you're doing it because it's something that you've thought of doing and wanted to do, then it also doesn't necessarily have to be your personality. I had to have this conversation with someone the other day, and I'm not going to say who, but... Um, Dean. <laughs> where I was explaining to them that, like, just because people are harsh on the Catholic Church right now, like, harsh critically of the Catholic Church, is not an attack on you personally. No. Especially when you're in the group with the upper hand. It is more so an attack on that system and not on the person's necessarily now unless you fall within the group of people that have abused that system right and abused it to your benefit but if as long as you aren't and as long as you are a good person you shouldn't feel guilty when people are being critical of that institution right so it's like when people are like not all cops or you know just a few bad apples or whatever it's like sure but like if you were a really good cop then these arguments wouldn't affect you yeah, and you should actually be actively looking to try and expel, sorry, expunge those people from the system. Yeah. Like, you need to be actively working. It's the same thing if you're, you know, Catholic or Christian. You should be working to get these people out of your fucking faith mm-hmm. because they are abusing it and they are making it actively unsafe for other people. Exactly. Exactly. It's like, if there, if there are abusers amongst you, you need to be able to call them out and you need to be able to root them. And if your system and if your system allows for abuse, then that's a fault in your system. You need to seriously take a long fucking hard look at what you affiliate with. If that is what it's doing, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. there is an incredible power to faith. I know a lot of people that do take religion extremely seriously and it is an integral part of who they are, but you know what? They also acknowledge that. Yeah. The Catholic church has done, innumerable fucked up things over the years and it needs to improve Mm -hmm. like indoctrinated and worshiping are two very different things yeah you can worship all you want but if you're actively uh finding ways to defend the monstrous actions of the church i'm sorry you are not following in good faith you are deeply indoctrinated and there's some fucked up shit going on there yeah and it's it's honestly it's something that like this isn't a call out this is more just like look internally like, and how you associate with things, right? Like, me and Jesse are on, like, seven levels of irony to the point where if something is deeply personal to us, um, it really doesn't even affect us. Yeah, Because <laughs> we're so fucking removed from it, right? And so, just like, you know, if something really does mean a lot to you, it's not a bad thing that people are criticizing it. Mm-hmm. It just means that you might have more work cut out for you than you expected. And if you're not willing to do that, then maybe it shouldn't be the thing that you're associating with. Yeah. I think that's really all there is to it. I could have put it, could not have put it any better myself. Yeah. I think we're done here, Jesse. Thank you for talking to me about this. Yeah. I'm glad we made the time. Uh, thank you folks at home for bearing with us last week. We had between the two of us, we work what five jobs. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so <laughs> that's fun. Last week, especially with the ramp up into phase three, we just literally did not have time to sit down and do this. Yeah, it but just didn't work out. Appreciate you guys bearing with us. We hope you enjoyed this current episode. 
And we'll be back at you again from the front lines of Phase 3. Yes, maybe we'll have some updates. But until then, folks, be safe. I hope you enjoyed the show. I hope you have a great rest of your week. And we'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye.